Welcome back, everybody, to the Dudes and Drinks podcast. We're continuing on this episode talking about Orenburg, the coolest and latest and greatest town in our Let's Build series. Let's jump right on in. The only town in our Let's Build series Wait. so far. Orenburg? Right? It's Orenburg, not Orenburg. What did I say? Orenburg? Orenburg. Tomato, it's tomato. Anyway, so... Welcome, guys. NPCs. Uh, hold on, Larry. Okay. What are you drinking tonight? Ah, I am drinking Dragon's Milk White Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout. Interesting. Fanta. Brad? You know, I'm not drinking alcohol tonight because I wanted some tea. Uh, so I'm Fair. drinking this. Well, it's actually two teas that I put into, like, the same mug. Uh, it's a cinnamon-flavored tea and an apple-flavored tea. So, in the end, it kind of tastes like a cinnamon apple, and it's fucking fantastic. Nice. Um, my sadistic ass is just <laughs> drinking straight-up tequila. So, uh, just jump right in. <laughs> NPCs. Yes, so, NPCs. Uh, so, let's kind of start with the head honcho, shall we? Um, Gideon Aram, the fearless leader of the town and founder of it. Um, basically, we're just going to go down a list here and go over kind of normal things you would think about when you think of a NPC in D&D. Um, start off with their physical appearance. What do you guys think Gideon looks like? Before we do that... I just realized that we completely forgot to talk about a few things in the last episode. Like, like what? Um, well, we forgot to talk about the different inns and other buildings of note in each of the like stores and stuff in each of the districts. We can cover that later. That could be like a whole new episode. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. can do like places of interest, points of interest. Yeah, we'll do that. We, if you think about it, we didn't really f- flesh out like Gideon's Rise either. Like, exact locations, so. Yeah, I guess we'll do that later. Anyway, first tangent of the night, just already five minutes in. So, um, NPCs, yeah, let's start with uh, the Arum family. So, Gideon, um, obviously an elf. Um, Is he a wood? Did we decide if he's a wood elf or a high elf? I think he should be a high elf. We're going to decide now. High elf. High elf? Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So, high elf. Um, so, typical high elf features. Uh, what color do we want this hair to be? Or, I think it should be bald on top with, like, long white hair going around, like, the back of his head. Like like your costume for Halloween, the, the DM costume? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, here, here's what I'm thinking. We'll, like... we'll link a picture on the Twitter if Brad wants Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I've been informed we can't. Um, here's what I'm thinking. At this point, stark, just white hair. But in his heyday of when he founded the town. So we're thinking like a kind of a gold, blondish type of hair going on? Yeah, I'm thinking, you know the High Elves in Skyrim? Ah. How, how much of assholes they look like? The High Elves? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing he looks like the High Elves from Skyrim. It just looks like a piece of shit, you know? Gold hair, yeah. gold skin. I don't know about gold skin, because D&D is different, but... I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say the Skyrimels because the Skyrimels are pretty damn ugly. That's true. Well, I, this guy's ugly as fuck. He doesn't have to be. Well, I imagine him would be ugly as fuck. He's just old. I mean, most old people are What's tend the to be ugly because they're old. No offense to any old listeners. Wow, Larry, how do you <laughs> First nerds, now old people. He's yeah. Nick. <laughs> no one's safe. Oh, he's get his canceled, Larry. Nah. Anyway. I, I, I envision this guy to be pretty fat. Fat? You think he's fat? Yeah. yeah. I've never seen a fat elf. Well, this will be the first. Okay. What do you guys think? I think he should be fat. Maybe, like, a beer gut. I don't think he should be, like, no, big. No, He shouldn't be fat, fat. Like, yeah, I, well, I, go, actually, I go a little chubbier, especially for an elf, but not, like, fat, fat. Because remember what we said... From the very beginning, that this guy isn't supposed to be 
like the entire family, the entire situation is supposed to be an allegory for dragon hoarding gold. But he's not going to spend an unnecessary amount of money on food. He's going to want to hoard his food. Sure, when they have parties and he wants to flaunt his wealth, he'll do it. But I think in general, he's still pretty conservative. I think we we could add gluttony as a uh, character flaw to him. Yeah. Where, like, he, he he's very uh, frugal on other things, but when it comes to food, he really likes to indulge a lot. We can work that into his... Go either way. We can work that... In, okay, so we're, since we're doing NPCs, it's going to be acceptable. We can work this into his backstory. So... Yes. From our very first episode, I kind of had this kind of headcanon thing going on. That he from was originally part of a family that was very centered and focused on mining gold. Immediate outcasts as far as elves go. Um, his family used to have their own mine, their own facility of mining ores, uh, fine silvers, gold. Wait, he was an outcast? His family. His family was out- His family. Okay. In concern of other elves, he would be an outcast because other greediness um and like they had their own mind and they had the whole thing going on right but the family eventually fell to ruin as the mine stopped producing ore they destroyed the land around them trying to make money and eventually they found in a ruin so eventually he grew up at the beginning with the taste of the rich life but very shortly after um he lost. They lost it all, and he was now impoverished, and that's what forced him to set out to try and find a new source of income to feed his previous lifestyle again. Um, going from this rich, lavish food to this disgusting get-what-you-can type of thing. And that can okay, explain so, his gluttony, in a way. Yeah, so we're trying to paint him... I actually kind of like that, because I think up until this point people were imagining him as you know this one-dimensional uh antagonist that has no redeeming qualities but i think if you rope in the uh kind of i don't want to say self-made because his family was rich but if they lost all their stuff then you could argue he was like self-made that's why he's frugal um yeah i mean in that case i would say that he wouldn't be gluttonous because he'd probably be frugal in well, what he consumes, but well, I, I could still argue that yeah, he could be a little bit gluttonous, uh, just because at one point in his life he was so hungry, uh, and then eventually he gets a whole bunch of money. He's like, "Fuck that! I don't want to be hungry ever again." Right, and he, he ends up eating a little bit more than he should because of that. And uh, like, like a I feel like we could take it either way. A, l- a little bit. Okay, how about a little bit gluttonous? How... Like Brad said, like I, I, I don't think we should go with a beast. But definitely we can like, give him like a like a beer gut or whatever. Kind of like, I just really want to see a beer gut elf. A more yeah, yeah a more heavier set elf. Because sure, we'll do that. Yeah. Elves are stereotypically um, very skinny. Yeah, we can save this for personality traits. But if we roped in something like a traumatic experience with hunger, maybe he was like near death starvation, and that's why he's like, "Fuck that! I don't want to be hungry ever again." Yeah, um, yeah. You talk about that a little bit. Well, I wouldn't say he, at one point he was, at one s- specific point, he was near death because of hunger. I think it was a long period of time that he was close to, like, he was on that cusp for a long time. It wasn't a severe, like, if I don't eat food within the next half hour, I'm dying type of thing. But it's it was definitely more of a lesser version, but still spread out at such a long time that it was more traumatic. Yeah, okay. sure, like like yeah. long term hunger. Yeah, like a year, maybe more that could without possibly having be far more traumatic. Yeah, and I mean, like we're not going on tangents right now because we're flushing out the NPCs. Um, so I guess the way for DMs to portray this character then, whenever they're acting him out, whether you're doing it whenever he's older or younger, um. I guess his personality well, traits would be he's very sorry. I'm kind of now. I'm going off on a tangent for what we're talking about. Do we want to start going to that, or do we want to focus on some? We other can. Things? We can. Uh, because I have in the outline, we have personality traits, so we can go in that like a little bit down the line. Okay. Um. Right now, we can focus on his appearance. So he's gonna be fat a little bit. A little fat. Yeah. I'm thinking like a uh, a Hank Hill beer gut. I think that's a good size. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. Hank Hill's not, not too yeah. big. Hank. Maybe maybe, maybe just a tad smaller, but yeah. The boy ain't right. 
Uh, is this so a I, cult? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, hey, cool. So yeah. Um, any other physical appearance? We have hair color down. Hair color hairstyle. now. Right now it's white, but for purposes of when he was younger and the rest of the family, it was gold. Um, how about eye color? I like the idea of kind of like a silver type of silver white kind of your eyes like a bright silver yeah kind of like very piercing like like baby like almost like how you know how like if people who have like baby blue eyes and they look at you it's just kind of like they're seeing through you almost uh it's yeah thinking that but like lighter eyes like silver and like kind of have like sorry i'm going off on another little tangent or i'm getting a little too deep in the details but like very light, about the but then the outside like edges of the actual like iris or whatever the fuck the colored part is, it has like a darker gray surrounding it. So his left ear is going to be <laughs> like kind of mangled, like like his. Okay. But he has both ears. It's just the tip of the left ear is kind of like bitten off, torn off, cut off. It's just missing with a bit of a jagged edge. Um. We don't have to Why flush out. We don't have to flush out why that's like that, but we can just leave it as it. Just say it's like that, and then let the people who use this city, uh, if they want to, come up with their own reason. Okay. Any scars? Or are we just rolling with the ear? Um, ear. I feel like a few scars that are visible on the face. A very few, but then I think his actual body itself should be more heavily scarred. That okay. kind of from his hidden. from his time. You know, fighting to regain his fortune. Yeah. Cool. I think that's a pretty good picture. Yeah, and uh, I, I clothing. I, I wouldn't explicitly say just because it's from his like time trying to survive. Like I would say, we just leave the more heavier scars and like that, and then again, those are some more uh, wiggle room for people who use the city to kind of, if they want to flush out reasons, they can. We don't have to have a reason for everything. Yeah, and I think. Um, Maybe going forward, we don't have to get like physical with every NPC. We can leave that up to the DM. It's just yeah, the, we, it's, we can talk about like the important stuff and then yeah, maybe like the yeah. really gritty details. It, it's just Arum mm-hmm. is uh, getting here is literally the founder and the reason the city. Oh here, yeah, so we, I was just thinking this. We could do an entire episode on just him and his backstory, all that shit. Uh, but that's out of scope right now. No, uh, I, so I don't clothing. Think maybe his backstory a little bit, but I don't think we need to go too far. But his clothing. Um, yes. We discussed yes, this. This is a pretty easy one. Uh, yeah. We kind of discussed the clothing last time, where everybody in the Gideon's Rise district is pretty well dressed. Um, I, I would say. times, I guess. I would say it's definitely a mix of elvish, dwarven, and human kind of clothing styles, because I feel like as an elf, he still holds on a little bit to his heritage, but since he was such an outcast. Um, or his family, especially, was such an outcast from uh, previous generations of elves. He hasn't had a whole lot of experience with elven culture. So even though he hangs on to it a little bit, it's not as prevalent, is my opinion, at least. Okay. Opinions? Cool. Yeah. So what, what what is he actually wearing, right? If you just kind of picture him in your mind, what is he wearing at the current moment? What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? <laughs> No, I just I have that in my head. <laughs> bad, bad. That was a terrible one. That was a terrible one. I'm thinking, um, like, a nice tunic. I don't know what material I'd go for. For whatever um, reason, I'm just imagining, like, the Thalmor armor from Skyrim. Oh, you think? Um, I was, You know, I had the picture of the fine clothes from Skyrim in my picture, or in my head. Uh, I don't know why. That just That's what popped in. Oh, uh, what does like, that look like? Can you describe like... that in words? Oh, there are so many variants. Um, um, I'll, I'll start with what I'm what I'm talking about. So what what immediately popped in my mind, and it might be because I might be getting influence from Game of Thrones here a bit, but whenever uh, I was thinking like kind of like the Lannister red as like kind of the undercolor of all the uh, all the clothes, and then the um, actual clothes themselves, especially like his robe, is. Um, Accentuated, accented. It's accented and kind of mm-hmm. like embroidered these gold ridges um, that kind of have these like elegant curves, these sharp turns that kind of mimic um, dwarven kind of architecture—not architecture, but style. 
Um, so you get that kind of mixture of the elvish kind of soft edges and kind of elegant look combined with some of those sharper edges from the dwarves. Or dwarves. Um, yeah. That makes sense. So I, think it's, I think it's really important to include like the gold and the gold trim in because, mm-hmm. you know, of course you'd want to display that on them. So. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to go with the red because, like I said, I think I'm just getting influenced from I like other... You like the red? Okay. I'm, like I, I like said, the, I like a deep crimson. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not like Lannister red, but like red, like more of a maroon. Like um, the uh, kind of like the color of my old Jeep. That yes. makes sense. That, that doesn't help our viewers at all. Um, I, <laughs> it, it, it was a maroon. Yeah, it was pretty much maroon. Um, think think leather. It was like kind of a, like a reddish leather almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, a wine red almost. Yes. Awesome. So I feel like, yeah, Gideon is dressed like this. I feel like a lot of the nobles will be dressed similarly. But I feel like Gideon will make it a point to be more well-dressed than his peers. Uh, just yeah. based on how we're painting him. So I'm thinking in his old age, uh, maybe his like clothes are definitely higher quality than everybody else's. Um, but maybe he doesn't look the best. He doesn't like wear them the best. You know, he like sure he oh, yeah. has the best saggy. clothes, but he doesn't. W- yeah, a little bit misfit. You know, a little bit slunched over. You know, not a perfect fit. Uh, I mean, at this at the point that we are writing this, um, he's supposed to be pretty much. He's very old. Yeah, he's super old. Basically on his deathbed. Yeah, and like to the point of, it's going to be a campaign plot point that he dies. Like yeah. that's that's kind of what we're setting up for. Spoiler alert! Oh um, shit, we saw it coming. Other no, than that, he doesn't. He doesn't even have to be old. This that's the beauty of D anD. d You can take him. You could name him something different. But I feel like if we paint this character in a certain light, uh, it gives DMs an idea. And for for less experienced DMs, uh, we can flesh them out and give them a good template. They don't have to work too much with. Yeah, I so. think I think as far as Gideon goes, especially with his appearance, appearance-wise, excuse me, um, I think he's pretty well fleshed out. I think that we can um, kind of move on to his personality because we can't really get too yes. much, too more in depth with what he looks like um, without actually. First of all, age. Let's, let's pin down an age. Uh, we mentioned he's old. What's God. old for an elf? Like a couple hundred. I mean, the uh, city yeah, is about two, like seven fifty or some shit. The the city is okay. about two hundred and fifty years old. Right, and he's been alive on. for that whole time. Yeah, so it's and about two hundred fifty yeah. years. Yeah. Okay. And then before that, he has his like childhood, right? Uh, and that's gonna be maybe like one hundred fifty years or some shit. I don't know how that works. Before he goes off and does his own thing. Uh, and okay. then we kind of talked about his like downfall in between that, uh, which we could easily chalk up to be another couple hundred years. Uh, so he could be like. 684 or some shit. I don't know. He could be, yeah. Yeah, again, it is fucking old. Open-ended. And he doesn't have to be an elf. If you want him to live long, less less of a time, make him a half-elf. Yeah, make make whatever the fuck you want. He could be a fucking human. Humans make good assholes, you know? (laughs) 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 No, to be fair, humans are always like... Humans are always painted as the bad guys <laughs> in fantasy, because uh, I think it represents how we are in real life. Anyway, I'm sorry. so yeah, general disposition on Gideon, his personality. Uh, what do you guys have in mind there? I feel like generally he's your stereotypical um, rich antagonist, but uh, now's our chance to flush that out further yeah so how he should act or how should not how he should act but how the dms should describe him acting um so he's old so at this Mm -hmm. point in his life i believe that he should be senile Uh, i'm gonna go full-blown senile but he's definitely out of it like he's aware yeah not not like uh warm-tongued but like, I don't mean like the Alzheimer level senile. I mean like, paranoid. does not give a fuck senile. Like he will say like fuck you to his to the king's face or whoever he swears fealty to. He doesn't care at this point. He knows he's gonna die. He never cared. He no, he never cared. And at this point, he's on his deathbed, so he like super doesn't care. Um, so I think that could add a lot of chaos to his character and maybe the town as a whole while we're playing through it. Uh, he just throws caution to the wind and 
essentially everything. He's just brutally so. honest. I like that. Um, I think whenever he moves and talks, it should be with somewhat of an elegance, but you can definitely feel and hear and see kind of the roughness that he's experiencing even after all these years of living in wealth again. Yeah, another Game of Thrones reference, uh, Tywin Lannister I'm picturing, but not as, uh, what's the word? I'll just say on point as Tywin. He may be a little a less... He's gonna be he's gonna be older than Tywin, especially like he's in, be compar- older than Tywin. in comparison of human years to elves years. He's gonna be still much older, and I think will still. So he's gonna have that kind of age, but at least in his prime, I think he should have been kind of like that, arrogant. Yeah. But also, he has cause. He has reason. What's the word I'm looking for? He. He's, he's perfectly validated. He he's perfectly validated in being arrogant because he's yeah. is usually correct and um, makes the best decisions, better yes. decisions, best decisions. Um, yes, yes, Brad. Yeah, Brad. Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with what you guys are talking about. Okay, cool. Um, cool, 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 cool. What else do we That's... have to talk about this guy? So uh, now that that's like his general personality, we can take that. It's you can easily extend it. Uh, so, what about relationships to other NPCs? Well, I feel like we uh, can we, wait can on we this one. Backtrack a little bit. Um, yeah. Back to personality traits because we kind of keep glossing around this and beating around the bush, but we have never really like dug into this. Uh, how should he be handled? Like as far as his his wants, like his greediness, like. Does he want more than just the gold he's getting? Or does he just want the gold from what he founded? And I feel like this perspective kind of changed over the course of his life. Uh, whenever he first started, he was like, more, 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 more. Uh, but you know, as he kind of started to wind down a little bit and kind of settle into his old age, uh, he was probably a little bit more content with like the like consistent stream rather than like the growth. Yeah. Yeah, so he went from like day trader to long-term uh raw fire investor and i think he was actually the last point i want to bring up with his personality now that he's old and he's he's getting to the end of his life um and he most likely knows that he's getting old and getting to the end of his life does he care about the well-being of the city as a whole anymore will he care if it stands after he's dead i think he cares more now did, did, will, Probably, I think he wants his legacy to live on. Will he care about yeah, his legacy before, to live on, or yeah. was he only in it for his in uh, his um, content and his wealth at that time? And no, once he's gone, he doesn't really care, so he'll screw it over in a way once he's gone. No, I think originally he was in it for the money, for the monetary gain, but now that he has seen what he has built and where he came from and how he rose above everyone else, I feel like he's his main priority, he's not even going to... I think care about the gold at this point he's going to care about his name and he's going to care about picking a an heir to the throne that will kind of let his legend live on exactly yeah. and he's super picky about his family and that can kind of cause that can lead into some strife where um he doesn't oh, yes. approve of any of his family because they're all oh. like money grubbers and that he might actually pick someone outside the family to carry on his legacy that is an interesting and then that can also be a tie-in and plot hook for the characters Yes. Yeah, just uh, to kind a... of further back up that decision, uh, we kind of established that he's pretty, pretty like egotistical. Uh, you know, he named the fucking town after himself, essentially, and he's, you know, uh, like the founder's day and like the birthday and everything. You know, he he, he clearly is self interested, uh, so he absolutely cares about you know what he's going to be doing after he dies. Another block idea. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Since he's because... so concerned about his background and kind of everything. Do we want to say that he, now that he has all this money, he has been secretly putting some of it away to try and research ways to live beyond death, and in some way we can devolve this or evolve this into a uh, lich scenario once he passes on, and then and the city as a whole can be his phylactery. Oh yeah, that, that that sounds like a big plot hook though. Yeah, we can talk about that. that. We can talk about that in the adventures. I just want to bring that up and kind of get that on the table now so we can think about it. And see to what be continued. Think. So yeah, I think um, yeah, because the, the only thing that lives on when you pass is 
your what name. you created in your life. Your name, uh, your quote-unquote heir. So I think that's going to be his main priority. And like you said, the dynamic of, oh, maybe none of his uh, sons or daughters are a proper heir and he searches elsewhere, I think that could be a cool hook. But I think that gives us a pretty good canvas of what Gideon is like. Um, at motives and goals I have on the outline, but I feel like we already have that ironed out. I feel like yeah. he's fulfilled all his goals. His motive now is to live on past death. Yeah, so and so to be can... that through an eligible heir, through magical means, like I mentioned before, he could try and find a way like that. Um, a ledge! Do we want to talk Bad. about how... <sighs> okay. Do you guys mind if we pivot a little bit and not go into the rest of his family quite yet? Oh, I Gideon want... episode, or do we want to no, save Gideon no, no, episode? No, no, no. Not, not, not a Gideon episode. I want to talk about the dragon before we get into everyone else. Oh, this is this yeah. is off topic. The, well, I don't think the so. dragon would be. Well, an no, NPC. dragon's an NPC. Dragon's an NPC. Yeah. yeah, let's fuck it. Talk about the dragon. Um, or or we can continue to talk about the family and then do the dragon and just have an episode dedicated to just the dragon. Uh, well, okay. Before you start, how in depth do you want to go into the dragon? Let's wait on that because I also want to talk about the lair <laughs> and stuff like that, like what Tyler talked about. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel like Tyler Tyler likes the dragon idea too, so we'll wait for he's when yeah. he's back. Um, Once he's with us again. Uh, the family will be quick anyway, I think. I don't think we need to go super in-depth yeah. with the family. So but... let's uh, kind of go through the outline that we uh, have for ourselves. So we have the wife. She's still alive, or would she be dead at this point? Uh, I, I like the dead wife thing, but if, if you guys want to do something different, I'm, I'm open to the ideas. Because I would imagine yeah, way. he may have... Okay, so this is going to define whether or not... Actually, no, this isn't going to define whether or not she's alive or not. Um, first question. Is she elven, or was she elven, or was she some other race? Mm. I think she should be an elf as well, especially... Uh, maybe maybe he knew her from before like the city's time or whatever, uh, and kind of met her... In his like poverty adventures prior to gotcha. starting the town, so they met met before the city was created. Um, and when did they marry? Before or after the city was created? After? Before? <gasps> Wait, I think it'd be cool if it was just after, right? Like he, uh, oh, he was waiting. What if he until he found the city? Yeah. What What if um he waited until like the church was formed in the city before formally marrying it until like like you know like uh. Like, like, ring in the new church, you know, like, the first act of holiness was his marriage. Like, that would be kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that, that like, like affectionate, like, wow, look how special I am, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like um, they would have met, and she would have been a huge part in him kind of rebounding oh. from his family's financial loss. And she was, like, his his reason to keep continuing. I think that'd be we could, really cool. Yeah, we could say that they actually met, like, close to when he was about to kind of give up. and um, Yeah, and she was his reason to endure. God, we're getting sad So, now. so romantic. Um, Alright, cool. So she's Elvin. Um, Appearance-wise, similar to him or different? Black hair, red hair, uh, brunette, um, blonde by different shade, eye color. What are we thinking? You know... They say opposite to track, but I think it's the opposite. I think they'll look fairly similar. So I'm thinking we think? go blonde as well, but more of a platinum blonde instead of a um, golden blonde. And then we should go for the eye color. Um, blue. Blue? Yeah. I was thinking green. Well, you mentioned the, the whole blue eye thing earlier. I think that could be a, a big reason why he fell for her. Okay. Okay, we'll go with the blue Fuck eyes. Um, so kind of like uh, icy, similar to him, uh, icy blue with the dark around the edges, kind of like my eyes. Shameless plug, but okay. Sorry, it's you the only dog. way I can describe it. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah. All right, cool. So, all right, um. They met in poverty, so do we want to give her any distinguishing features? Scars, missing ears, missing fingers, toes. What's up the ears, man? I, I, I mean, she should I just be listed, a little bit like. I just listed off a bunch of stuff, dude. I mean, do we want anything <laughs> like any any 
noticeable markings, tattoos. Um, what do we think? I feel like we can leave this open. This is a minor thing that we can let uh, mm-hmm. other people do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I feel thought. like I feel like like the wife of Gideon should at least be more flushed out than the rest of the NPCs, at least a little bit. Fair. Because I feel like her character and his character and her image and his image are going to what define what the rest of the family looks like and acts like. Yes, the, yes, the rest of his family and the rest of his descendants may be a bit more greedy and um, avarice, but they will like still have some personality traits I from agree, his family. Larry. Yeah, I agree. So I, I've been thinking about this for like the past five minutes. I think she is <laughs> like forever, the flip Larry. side of Gideon's coin. She is like the only reason this family hasn't fucking killed themselves or killed each other rather. Um like a typical mom but to the extreme. I, agree. I feel like I feel like she should be a sweetheart. Yeah, I I think she almost kinda like resents her like high status. She's like, damn, I kinda missed the days back whenever I was a nobody. You know, I had a yeah. lot less shit to worry about. And she she loved Gideon for what he was before he regained all this money and power and status mm-hmm. uh, it almost feels like artificial stuck. and fake to her like yeah like yeah and maybe it. gideon like behind closed doors is still kind of like that at times or at least was her, yeah, until she Absolutely. passed and then her passing can be kind of like the trigger that um that can be yeah, kind of like the trigger is... that launches Gideon into kind of his oppression and kind of his sharp decline into health and also will kind of um, spark the feuding between all the children because again she was the matron um, she was the yep. matriarch she was the one that was kind of holding them all together and once she was gone the rest of the family kind of devolved into chaos that they inherited from their father and from the I feel like so death should them. be fairly recent I feel like she should have just like been buried recently when oh. the players arrived yeah so like like as so remember how I mentioned as the players are arriving we were fucking like half an hour and fuck. Um, <laughs> I know, but we're as as it. the players are arriving in the city, right? Um, I mentioned having them come in as like on Gideon's day or on Alms Day, well, or his or wife's funeral. the funeral procession, um, and that and it just Gideon's in a real soured mood that day, and that can play a huge part on the things. We can even have her die on Gideon's day or her like shit go down. Like we can even have them coming into the, the players coming to the city. The day she dies. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. So like, like th- th- there's a lot of possibilities here, and we'll kind of leave that up to the DMs to kind of do. Um, but I really think that leaving these options open, or at least at least sorry, presenting these ideas, um, just because I think we do come up with some alright ideas during or like these little group think sessions, so. Yeah, I mean, if we if we put all this shit into our campaigns, it'd be like twenty times better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, no I, I, I feel like that's a little bit of detail. I feel like that's what no, like, yeah. we're both missing from our campaigns, Larry, is people to group think with. But the issue is, everyone we can group think with is in our goddamn campaign, so we can't do yep. it. So we'll write someone else's campaign. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Yes, we are now like contractors that write your campaigns for you. <laughs> All you have to do is give us views. Give us views. Give us a give theme. Us and follow us on Twitter views. at Dudes and Drinks. Yeah. The sweet views. Yeah. If you guys have anyway. any ideas or any uh, things you want us to talk about, or like, like I said, group thinking kind of flush out, send them our way. We both have a uh, Twitter and a uh, email you can send us to. I had a cool idea. Yes. What if we maybe came up with like an NPC or something? And we kind of use, like, Twitter polls or some shit to kind of make some decisions. Yeah. Like, like, hey, like, here's, like, the template, but we need, like, a little bit of direction. You know, let's do a Twitter poll and let the community decide. I think that would be fun as fuck. We're going to need a little, yeah. be a little bit bigger for that one, though. Doesn't matter. Um, There's at least four will, of us. We will get to that. <laughs> um, we, love, we love doing this, we so we will get to that. All right. But, I mean, that could be, like, even a regular thing. You know, every once in a while, we'll leave a little decision up to the, the players. Yeah. Or the... The players, the, the listeners, the viewers, <laughs> loyal fans. I mean, I mean, once we get to a point that, like, because I think we're getting to a point here soon that we could even start, like, streaming this on Twitch, us talking about it, because we're getting used to it enough that we can converse without devolving into chaos. Um, <laughs> we can even do, like, Sometimes. live chat roll, uh, live chat polls and stuff like that. Dude, Twitch, let's go. Anyway. Um, All right, boys. We got back, a back on the yeah, let's, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Gideon's, Gideon's sweetheart doesn't even have a name yet. Yeah, what shall she we does call not. 
has to be something like pretty. Guinevere. Like, yeah. Guinevere, the goddess Guinevere. of sunlight. Guinevere is an Dark actual Souls. name that wasn't just stolen like from Dark Souls. Like I know, I know. Yeah, that... you're telling me Dark Souls didn't invade, invent Guinevere? <laughs> no. The fuck? I like Guinevere. I like me Guinevere too. too. It's a pretty name. Really? Yeah, like Guinevere. Guinevere Arum. I like it. It has a ring. What was her maiden name? Oh, do they have maiden names? How do, how do elves work? Uh, was it clan names? Valentha. Guinevere like Valentha. Valentha. Guinevere Valentha. Yeah, sure. That could easily be worked into some sort of like cute little plot detail. Uh, Guinevere Arum. She has blonde hair. She has blue eyes. She is a sweetheart. She has kept the family together for hundreds of years, and now her recent passing has left the family in utter chaos. Literal shambles. So, um, we have appearance covered. Clothing, I feel like she's gonna dress more Modestly. humbly than... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's an easy one. A- Not because she doesn't have access to nice clothes, but because she doesn't want to. She doesn't need to. Yep. Uh, what is her role traits. in the society? Her role? role in society? Um, yeah. I think she's the one that... Um, sorry. <clears throat> I think that she's the one that uh, created um, Alms Day. Sure. I think she's the one that was very focused on the actual city itself, making sure that the people... She's the one that was in charge of making sure that not only the people in Gideon's Rise got clean water pumped from down below, but the rest of the people in the city. I feel like she's the one that would be very... We're going to kind of get stereotypical here with the whole um, very kind-hearted woman aspect but that's fine i'm gonna spin it in a second <laughs> but i think like I, I to counteract her counterpart um literally and figuratively um i think having her being nicer and kinder and kind of more focused on the overall well-being of the city um would be important yes i think that instead of her founding alms day i think that guinevere was always very charitable and she wanted to keep it on the down low she didn't want to be public about it so she would help the poor uh with a select few of i don't know a term right now so we'll call them um handmaids i don't know that would go out and that no that's terrible we should not not (laughs) call them handmaids um stewards stewards we'll call them stewards that would go out sires (laughs) sure the name doesn't matter um, yeah, you're right. People who would go out on her behalf and give back to the poor. And then I think that maybe Gideon saw this and he was like, oh, this is doing pretty well. We should take this and Publicize make a day it. of it. Yeah. So he took it and publicized it and maybe she wasn't too keen on that whole thing. And she, she continued to kind of do it on the down low. Um, yeah. How do we want to handle um, her interaction with his advisors and the other people of high ranking whenever she was alive at least? I believe that she would be very distrusting of them um, because she knows her husband's greediness and therefore she sees the, she's able to see the greediness in others. And so mm-hmm. she's very wary of um, his other advisors and people that are uh, talking to him and kind of uh, guiding him because she sees that they are more concerned about, at least some of them are more concerned about money and their own well-being than... The well-being of the city. Yeah, I'm envisioning like an Elena Tyrell type character, but not, not in it for the power. I think uh, she has that like resolve and willpower to take on the advisors in his court, but I don't think she does it for the reasons Elena did it. You're talking about um, Queen of Thorns, right? Queen of Thorns, yes. Gotcha. Bless her soul. Um, but yeah, I think that that's a good picture for cool. for Guinevere. Cool. All right, nice. Um, <clears throat> motives and goals. I think her only motives and goals are to, you know, maintain her family. Um, I don't think she really has any ulterior motives that she would run contrary to, like, Gideon or anything. I think she just is a very kind-hearted woman. Yeah, because oh. she just doesn't feel the need to, you know? Yeah. Larry. Yes? You know how we talked about how no one's gonna know about the dragon yes i feel Which is, like she should know 
I feel like she should know. I feel like Gideon doesn't care where the gold's coming from. He's getting gold, so he doesn't care about yeah. the source. Whereas uh, Guinevere, being who she is, is concerned. Like she doesn't want her family to build be built off of stealing stealing gold from another source from people who accidentally have given it away or discarded it or other things because like we, they have noticed that this is a renewable source of gold and so i would say at some point in her life like after the founding of the city she would have had gone on some sort of um trek adventure some uh i can't think of the term right now but um go and seek out the source and eventually find the gold and she could be one of the only people who know of the gold Oh, I'm sorry, I keep saying gold of the dragon, and then um, that can cause some either issues or plot hooks there. That um, Gideon finds out about the dragon by like going through her journals or going through stuff after her passing. So I feel like I don't I don't really take her as like the adventuring type. No, I, I wouldn't either. But I feel like she would still want to know the source. So maybe she wouldn't adventure, but at least she would. She uh, she wouldn't be the adventurous type, but she would be the inquisitive type. So she may not yeah, go out what, and do what if it, she, but she may yeah, hire someone else. What if she like, got caught up with somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily sure she would hire. I, I think it'd be cooler if she just used like like social means to get around, like her connections within the city, or her uh, to maybe hear some important rumors. You know, or her yeah, previous I mean, family ties to the lower class. So I feel like they could inform her quite a bit. Or I feel like she would have. I feel like she would have searched this out before the city got so big because she would have been concerned about her family being being built off of stolen wealth. Is um, it really stolen though? If it's no, 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 shit, but she doesn't know. That's the thing. She's concerned about being it, her family being built on stolen wealth. It's not. It's not being stolen, but she's concerned that it might be, which is why she wants to find out the source of it before the city gets too big. So I feel like this would be in her if... early years that she would try and find out the source well, well i'm not so no sure. indication of it being stolen right it's just gold in a river yeah what would be her hunch you know it's a it's a renewable source of gold that has no source and she but they don't really know that do they uh, I, I guess they wouldn't know that until after the city has at least established itself a little so yeah i guess she may be able to use her connection with the lower class to be able to send people out to try and root out the truth for her Maybe she heard a rumor of a, a gold dragon in the mountains, and then she was like, oh, we need to investigate this. Uh, I wouldn't say a rumor of a gold mountain in the, the dragon. Gold dragon in the mountains, because I think people would be able to connect the two very quickly that way. I'd say it had to be some other rumor, but um, I do think rumors would be a good way to go. We're getting a little too deep yeah. on this one, though, but I think, as a whole, I think we're pretty good for uh, Guinevere Arnhem. Yes, I like her. Cool. Like yeah, her yeah that, that one of your thing could probably be a uh, plot hook type thing. Yeah. Yeah, we can do adventures with that. Um, so now so, on to the actual so rest of his family. God damn it. This might just <laughs> oh, be fuck. an Arum episode yeah, at this point. Yeah, it might. And then we can... Yeah. We'll see how everything comes out. But how many... I guess we'll start with how many children do the these two have? Four. Four? I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking four is a good number. Four sounds good. Yeah. Four. I'm thinking. Sorry, I'm I'm thinking five. Three boys five. and two girls. Okay. But who's who's the middle one? Oh wait, three boys and two girls. Yes. Okay. Uh, is either that or three boys and one girl? I was thinking either three boys and one girl or, or wow, two boys and one girl. Excuse me. So, so cut it down to three people, three children? Three to five. Three to five. Three to five. Um, oh, so I say we do, we leave, we leave it up in the air. We say three to five. We flush out three of them. And those are kind of like the main siblings. And then if the DMs choose to have five siblings or four, um, they can flush out the, 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 the additional siblings themselves or those siblings can kind of be just ones on the back burner that do their own thing because they don't really care about the gold type of deal. Sure, yeah. So I'm thinking we'll start, we'll flush out three of the, um, at least semi-flush out three of the uh, children. So two boys, one girl, I'm thinking. So these these kids, uh, when did they have them? 
I think I think after they were established. Have... Like after Yeah, I... I mean after the city was founded, I think. So roughly when the city was around probably like five hundred people, I'm thinking. Ish is when they would have had the first well, kid. I'm thinking I'm thinking as soon as he had his old big old wedding, they consummated and they had a kid nine months later. Yeah, so about five hundred <laughs> people. Immediately. They did not wait. They they didn't want to wait. Yeah, I think it's better to judge it based off of time rather than like population. Gotcha. Yeah. So the first um fifty years after I'm the thinking, city was founded. So, so I'm thinking the first is the firstborn is a son. The second born is the daughter. And the third is gonna be another son. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Um I like that. And I say the first son they had uh fifty years um after the city was made. Because I feel like the temple wouldn't have been created until it was, the city itself was a bit older. Because they didn't have a need for the temple until then. So yeah, so I'm thinking that the first son um, be probably about 50 years after the city was founded. The uh, next child, which is going to be the daughter, is going to be... Wait, 50 years? Are we not rolling with the insta-kid? No, no, no. no. They, they, did, they created... You, you said that they got married after they had created the temple, right? Yeah. And I was saying the temple wasn't created whenever the, the day, like, whenever the city was created. I said the temple would probably be made 50 years later um, because they wouldn't need the temple then. I, don't, I think 50 is a long time. I'd, 50? I'd, yeah, I think 20? Like just keep it, just maybe like a couple. 20? I think he would have prioritized making the temple because he wanted to marry Guinevere very soon. Let's go 10. I'd say one to five. Yeah, I'd say like five. Let's yeah. do five then. Um, I'd say he started construction on the temple like ASAP. Yeah, and then, and then it took like a couple years to construct, of course. So yeah. they they you know christened the the temple at like five years. Gotcha. Um, sure. Okay. Cool. So then their first daughter, I would say she was born eight years later. Uh, okay. So for like the three of them, I was thinking like you have one, and then you have the second like immediately afterward. And then a couple years later, then they would decide to have the third. But baby. I mean, that's up for debate. But these are also elves, and like eight years later is kind of in a span of yeah, elven time. Is... Yeah, that's kind of right after in human years. Without doing math. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, so five years after the sea was made, and then twelve years after the, thirteen years after the city was made, next daughter. And then I would say uh, 50 years after the city would be made would be the third son. Or the second son, the third child. Yeah. And then any additional children can be thrown in by DMs because we're not going to flush that out because we're almost at time already. Um, we just got so much to say. Yeah. So um, let's uh, start with the first one, flush out appearance, and kind of do our whole outline and do that for each of them. So the first son... All right, how about this speed round on the kids? Because they're going to be less of a um, point than the two I feel like parents. I feel like they'll be still a focus because they're, they will be, they're but... the ones that are going to be causing strife within the family because they're going to be vying for power. But we can, we can speed around this one. So I'm thinking the first son looks more like uh Aram. The uh kind of golden blonde hair, the the icy white eyes, um that's kind of his appearance. He's gonna kind of personality wise, he's gonna kinda take after his father and be yeah. um kind of more greedy and kind of definitely kinda has that um drive for power and wanting more. Um, right, because he was raised as like the, first the pampered yeah. heir from the beginning. Um, you know that was his destiny. I'm thinking the daughter should look more like uh, Guinevere. Um, yes. Parents wise, like... so the daughter's going to end up being the middle child. Uh, so I feel like she needs to have some sort of like like internal conflict where she doesn't really know what she wants to do with her life because she's not the oldest. She's not like a guy, so not like the obvious heir to the throne. Quote throne. Uh, and she's probably just a little bit lost in life. I disagree. Yeah, so tie in. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Tie into the original episode where I was talking about um, a kind of estranged daughter of Gideon who 
kind of plots against her father, who I would assume plans to plant his eldest son on the throne. I feel like I feel like both the daughter and Guinevere think that this city needs a change of pace and attitude, and she's going to have like this thing where she thinks that she should be the new heir. I compl- and maybe God, I completely disagree. Oh, I think I think that she so uh Theon's sister, right? Yara. Yara, I think she should be more like that. Like she uh I think the the daughter should look like Guinevere, but she acts like her father. She wants the power, she wants the money. I'm thinking that the third child, the second son, should also look like Guinevere, but take on her personality traits. Like baby Guinevere. <laughs> yeah. So like he should right. he, he should I, I get behind that. He should look like her. And also kind of like act like her, kind of have her mentality, be more the quiet, reserved one that's kind of judging his other his elder siblings um, because he views as what they're doing is wrong. And I feel like the two elder siblings should be the ones that are vying for power and kind of at each other's throats constantly. Yeah, I, I get Well, no, it. yeah, no, I totally agree. They're vying for power, but I feel like she's going to... Do it more stuff. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I said. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, but you're, you're saying that she kind of ha- took on the mentality of the mom. I think she should take no, on the no, mentality no, no. of the dad. No, I mean, the mom backed her up. She didn't take on the mom's mentality. She was definitely, like, in it for the power, but she kind of played with her mom's side and kind of tore on her heartstrings so that the mom would sympathize with her more than her two sons. I, I feel like the i feel like the mother wouldn't sympathize behind her especially because if she sees that she's acting as her father i feel like i feel she like i feel maybe like maybe she doesn't see this maybe she's the daughter's much more reserved about this like you said i i, I think we can reach like a really solid compromise we, between we can we but I, I just feel like the um i think guinevere wouldn't back any of the children for succession because she doesn't want the strife that's going on so she wouldn't put her bid in because then that would be hey look mom's backing me not you that would cause more strife and she doesn't want that we said she's what if what if, what if the middle daughter tried to almost manipulate her mom uh, closer okay, to the end oh, okay so you're saying it's the other way around that is the one of you didn't want to but the daughter kind of took advantage of her mother's i guess niceness generosity whatever the daughter took advantage of guinevere's kind of kindness and learned how to manipulate it and used it so that guinevere wouldn't publicly endorse her as the heir but she would kind of work through because we already established she has this connection to the common people i feel like this is a perfect work in she would work through the common people to support the daughter who would then use that as a platform to take power once her mother is dead i feel like her mom wouldn't be the one that would be working through the lower classes to kind of gather support for her daughter i feel like the daughter herself will try and use her mom's name and like go through the streets and kind of like hey look i'm my mom's daughter i act like her i have her mentality support me i feel like yeah yeah, exactly which is her taking advantage of her mother no no no. so so uh, the way i took it from what larry originally said was that the mother would go through and and like support her daughter by talking to the lower classes i feel like the mom's gonna stay completely out of the politics but the daughter is gonna try and behind her mother's back use her name to get power is that what we're talking about she's like a conscientious objector i think we all have the same idea in mind it's just like uh, we're just describing it differently uh differences of vocabulary that's as it's creating confusion between what we're talking but but the, but the daughter is a little bit like self-serving about it, right? We, we oh, yeah. she's totally self-serving Absolutely. about it. Okay, like cool. she okay. she's like on par with her father and her older brother. It's all about her. She doesn't give a shit about the 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 um, common people. The only the only sibling, the only quote unquote main sibling that does is the youngest son. I I just I I was thinking right now like we are really milking. Uh, the Game of Thrones thing, which is perfectly fine. Game of Thrones is great, uh, but she's Cersei, and the youngest son is like Tom, and the oldest son is like if Joffrey was older than Cersei. Exactly. I've literally never seen Game of Thrones. Oh my god! So I'll take your I'll take your word for it, dude. It is no, that that is that, so that is that is an incredibly good. Um... If you have seen Game of Thrones, this is probably just like making so much sense, like. You're, you feel like Machiavelli right now, but if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? 
but you need to go watch it. It's good. At least the first few seasons. It, season eight was bad, but and, you know and, it's still worth the watch. And season seven wasn't the best either. But anyway, yeah, this isn't a podcast topic. about Game of Thrones. This is a podcast about. We D&D. should do one maybe though. No, but yes, back to Arnberg. Back to Arnberg. Um. So yeah, I think we kind of have those flushed out. Do we want to come up with names real quick for uh, each of the um, children? Alistar. Alistar. Uh, oldest son. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. So Alistar Aram for the oldest one. I'm thinking. Um... Oh wait, wait, wait. Um, maybe we should name the oldest son after Gideon, and then make the youngest son Alistar. Sure. Yeah. It's like Gideon Junior or some shit. Who uh, just goes by Gideon? I I think we should give him a different name, but it should keep with the G theme. Yeah. Guinevere Gideon. Um. Gwen. Gwen. No. <laughs> we can't do Gwen and Guinevere. Yeah, Fuck's sake. That I guess that's too now. deep. All right. Um. Gaston from Googling. fucking. Googling. Get ready for click click clacks inbound. You already had some clicks in there while you were talking. That was going to be a bitch to edit out. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. What Shit. if his name is just fucking Gary? Gregor. Gregory. No. And then he, he'll go. Uh, Gregor. Yeah. Gregor. Gregor. All right. Gregor. Gail Daughter's Gail. name. Or Gareth. I like Gareth. Gareth, Or we're going to do Gareth. Geyseric? Geyseric. No, that's too, that's too, like. That's too, like, that'd be like a dwarven name. Yeah, I like Gareth. Gareth. We can go Guts. Guts, Jesus. No, I like Gareth. That doesn't fit with our elegance here. No, it doesn't. It fits with the dark fantasy. <laughs> That's true, yeah. All right. Gareth Aram. I Gareth. Like uh, the daughter. I'm thinking... Um, Elevin. Elevin? Uh, I'm good. I, I like Elevin. Elevin? Yeah, and then, and then she could go like, by like L like, or something. Sounds like Elvin. It does sound like Elvin. It's whatever. If her name's like Elvin, she can go by like L for short, and that's probably what, what she L-O- goes L-O- through. L O L L O N. We like L O L. L O N. Let's do L O N. L O N. L O N. Let's do that. And then, as far as the, I just talked to my mom. Let me review that. As far as the youngest son, Alistair. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Alistair. It's a good story. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. That, we'd probably leave it there because pretty much every happening with the kids at that point is going to take place after the significant event of entering the town, and the kids are going to take it from there. So, yeah. no, talking any more about this would be too much. Um, do yeah. we want to flush out any children that the children have? Whoa! Or, or grandchildren to the Gideons. Uh, maybe we could come up with some, but I, I still think they'd be relatively young because I don't really want them to be like the main plot. Gotcha. Right. Um, yeah, we can flush that a little bit more in probably our next episode with minor NPCs because even though they're part of the family, I feel like they would be minor NPCs unless you want to cover them sure. right here and just make this uh, arm family tree episode. We, yeah, let's just make this arm family, family tree. tree episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We lied. so so we did lie again we, last episode. We, I said we're not going to lie. <laughs> this is going to be NPCs. I lied. We lied. This we, need is to, we need to stop strictly... saying what the next episode's going to be because we're yeah, fucking we, bad at this. Yeah. Do not hold us to this. We we tend to go off on tangents. This is an ARM episode. We're not saying what next Continue. episode will be. The next episode it's, will have to do with NPCs, but we're not guaranteeing Maybe. which NPCs. Maybe. I, dude, I don't even want to commit to that at this really? point. Really? Yeah, I don't know. We might next episode might be fuck. about world building. Maybe. <laughs> We might just build another monster, dude. I don't I mean, know. Yeah, next episode's up there. This Great. episode is about... We also need to talk about the dragon at some point. Hey, Brad. <laughs> yeah. Druids. Drew, oh, mm, I promised no, I wasn't no, going to no, talk no. about right. it last episode. Um, Arm grandchildren. Ne- next episode, we uh, can talk about the dragon. Anyway, this episode, whatever. Arm family no, tree. Grandchildren. That. Next episode, grandchildren. we don't know. Moving on. We, we don't, don't know. know. We'll figure it out. We, we don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so let's talk about the grandchildren real quick. I don't think all three kids should have kids. Uh, specifically the girl. I don't think she wants to, like, bother herself with kids just yet. Because um, if she wants to, like, take over, like, the whole, you know, city, essentially, 
Um, she's not worried about that, and she's waiting for you know somebody else, probably in a position of power, to come. I by. think it should be she did not take after her mother in the whole motherly aspect. I think it should be the oldest son has married um, both for kind of love and power because who he marries, I feel like it should give him more of give it would give himself more of the feeling that he has the right to rule the city, and I feel like the younger son. Um, Maybe isn't quite married yet, but definitely should be courting someone, but solely out of love and not out of so, angry. Yeah, I think I think that the older son should be strictly business. Strictly business, no emotion whatsoever. Yeah. Because what are the chances you marry for love and power in a medieval world? I don't True. think that really. Ever uh, oldest for power, and then the youngest son for power. The youngest is like the suave kind of musically inclined i don't want to say bard no no i would i wouldn't say he's like suave and charismatic i think he's still more quiet and reserved because again he takes after his mother i feel like he like be slowly courting someone he wouldn't be his mother is definitely charismatic i feel like she i guess i I just don't like the suave kind of romeo feel i feel like that i feel like that better fits charismatic as in like benevolent not charismatic as in manipulating okay okay. you you said suave kind of bardic i imagine that the older uh sibling because he's got like suave and kind of the slimy charismatic character where yeah, yeah, the yeah, youngest yeah. son is more of the nice charismatic character suave was probably not the the best term yeah and you also threw like the musically general... inclined and bardic kind of just threw, <laughs> threw it all like yeah. I, I got a picture of a bard in my head and i was like oh the bard, the bard. Sub- seduces ziggled dragon but no i think <laughs> Bards don't have to seduce the dragon, by the way. Bards now like, have to seduce the dragon, thanks to Larry. Yeah, this is canon now. Anyway. But no, I feel like he's just generally charismatic. We can leave it at that. Yeah. I, I think the whole family should be generally charismatic. Yeah, of course. <gasps> what if one of them turns into a warlock? What? In a strive for power... They turn into a warlock or make a deal with like somebody. Oh, yes. What if yes, the, the what daughter, if they make a deal with the, the dragon? No, the daughter. The daughter turns into a war, warlock, and um, oh the older son he... accidentally marries a dragon that's trying to like marry into the family for gold. I, I don't. I don't want to introduce another dragon. Actually, no, not another dragon. But okay. no. But what, what if, if we what make if the, the daughter gold dragon a female dude? What if what if the daughter made a deal with the dragon like a warlock pact? What if the dragon can give a warlock pact? I don't see why fucking not. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, dra- like dragon, like people who have dragon blood are become sorcerers. So I don't see why they wouldn't be able to, like. Yeah. Oh. I mean, we we haven't really established a whole lot of like what dragons are in this universe, but fuck it. Let's say they're dragon warlock in a strive for power. Or I, 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 would, I would even she, say like, that this secret. dragon in particular is special in some way because I don't want to like pigeonhole the rest of the dragons and all the existence of this world, the world that the city is in. But I should say that this this specific dragon. Um, sure is like powerful and like beyond an ancient dragon like he is old especially to be able to shed this fucking many gold scales sure like yeah so i like that so the middle daughter yeah, we, could, we, we could leave it at she made a deal with the yeah yeah she I made a deal with a the dragon to become old. a warlock and we'll leave it at that and talk more about it in the dragon oh, episode. i love that yeah wise old benevolent dragon yeah yes Yes, oh, and obviously her family doesn't class. know about this. And that ties in... Uh, you know, obviously nobody knows. That ties into... Um, yeah, the youngest wouldn't be vying for any power, but the old, but the, the, the daughter could... And that falls into what I was talking about before about the mother, like, trying to find out where the gold's coming from. She could find out about the dragon somehow. And then the daughter going oh, through no. her, like, backstabby kind of shitty ways to try and, like, use her mom's name for support, finds out about the dragon, goes to the dragon, and then makes a pact with them. Fuck it, we're making a campaign book. Oh, I fucking love this. Yep. We really should. Alright, so... I just want to talk about this. I just had this scene pop into my head of something that I would totally want to narrate in a campaign. Uh, eventually, there's going to be some big, like, dramatic conflict between... I'm not saying that this is canon. I'm just saying this is how I would handle it. Uh, there's this big conflict between the daughter and you know one of her brothers, probably. Uh, the other her one vying brother. for power. The older brother yeah. vying for power. And, you know, obviously the brother doesn't know about her warlock powers. But at this point, this is where she, like, first exposes it to kind of, like, cheat or, like, win, like, maybe even a duel or a fight or some shit. You underestimate uh, my power. To to fucking take the throne, right? And then there's a couple ways that this could go from here. Um, I would go with... 
she accidentally she, she means to like incapacitate him but maybe she fucks up doesn't have her powers under control fucking kills him in front of fucking everybody i wouldn't say kill I, but mainly memes like takes off a leg or takes off an arm yeah yeah and she becomes the mad queen that's that's how i would handle it but we don't i don't want to talk about that right now that that's an adventure that's a campaign dude this campaign yeah so so i want to i want to say like maybe we shouldn't do quite do a campaign like book yet yeah. but we should definitely no, do like a, a like a campaign setting book yeah and then we're gonna be the next, we can make a campaign after that we're gonna be the next wild mount dude that'd be so cool that would be so cool I mean, that, I mean, obviously, that's kind of what I based our fucking structure off whenever I was, like, initially coming up with our outline, so, oops. Yeah, dude. No, I love this. I really I really do like the idea of making... Oh, I had, I had a thought in my head, but I forget now. Oh, no, it was so good. Uh, Brad was talking about Warlock Bitch, uh, not Bitch, sorry, that's derogatory. Um, Warlock Daughter, uh maiming older son yeah we'll have to edit out me saying yeah. warlock bitch cause nah dude she's definitely a bitch absolutely we'll probably edit that out too but she's a bitch we... <laughs> no she's maybe I don't know a bitch is a bitch right thanks for tuning in yet again everyone today we fleshed out some of the NPCs in Armberg. Um, and when I say some, I mean just the ARM family, because there's just too much to cover. Uh, next episode will be... What, what will it be, guys? Doesn't fucking matter. We'll figure Doesn't it out. Doesn't fucking matter. That's right, because we don't want to make promises, because we have lied the past three episodes. <laughs> to be but perfectly honest, we don't know what we're talking about either. <laughs> we, we are not we are not D&D advisors, but thank you... For tuning, yes, just like the game. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to check next week for the release. Bye, nerds. <laughs>